Today's podcast is brought to you by iTunes. That's right. iTunes is a sponsor of this show. If you're going to buy uh, a soundtrack from this, any podcast that we do, or any movie or anything that you want, go to www.cheapseatreviews.com. Click on the little button there that says iTunes. You can buy anything you want, and, it, and, and we get a small portion. It just helps us out, and uh, we just a small portion, but in, every little bit helps uh, so that we can continue to bring you this fine podcast that is Cheap Seat Reviews. Take it from, from us. us. We've, we've been, been all over the universe. universe. But we've never seen space age values like we've seen here. At Tech Value Electronics Superstore. By Grabthar's Hammer. <laughs> what a savings. <laughs> Fellow Earthicans, thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 52, and today we are talking about Galaxy Quest. And I am Sean Allred. Joining me tonight is Chad Grignack to the face Evans. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> I got nothing. Okay. okay. I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Just big, big rock thing to the face. Uh, big rock thing to the face. Uh, um, uh, I will explain later, but uh, Andrew, exploding pig lizard Jimison. Yes. Uh, which is also the um, Led Zeppelin cover band that he's a part of, oddly enough. All right. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Sam has only one job on this ship, Vector. Yes, and, and I do that very well. He does. Amazing. Answer the phones. That's right. <laughs> and just repeat back whatever the other person on the other end is saying. <laughs> so hop in your your captain's chair and let's dive into this show. So, or this movie, I should say. Galaxy Quest. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to do this movie the moment it hopped on Netflix. I was very excited. Um, and I, and why I, were you excited there, I Sean? was excited for several reasons. One, because I remember fondly this movie uh, being uh, kind of hilarious. Because um, <laughs> it's kind of slapsticky and it's kind of uh, silly. And there's some, some bad jokes and some, some shtick. Um, and, and, goodness, are you okay? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gracious. I didn't know what was happening. Who um, let Andrew off the leash? Right. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, so anyway, um, this is what happens when you bring in a in a in a in a ringer or not a ringer, but a, a backup. Anyway, um, scrubs. Right. Uh, so uh, yes, this movie kind of um, I wouldn't use the phrase "pokes fun at," but more like a like a satire. Wink, yeah, yeah, like a wink nod to Star Trek and Star Wars. Mostly Star Trek, yes. but a little bit of the Star Wars too. And it's um it, it's a movie that doesn't take itself seriously and 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 for that I really enjoy it. So, uh to explain what happened earlier, uh, Corny um and I mean his last second is is could be sends us a text and says, "Hey guys, work is kicking my butt. I can't make it tonight. I'm super sorry." <laughs> and and then so you know things change and fortunately Andrew has no life so he's able to help us out. Oh, that's right. Andrew, by the way, thank yeah. you for so coming. So thanks again once again Andrew Jimison filling in. Uh, he's again a, he's a pal. If you've not listened to the show before, missed the episodes he's been on. He he was a roommate of mine and Chad's in college, and uh, 
he, like the rest of us, is a, is a movie fan, and uh, he can also do funny voices. So that's why we had, had one. I try. Yeah, anyway, he tries. Um, so, so Galaxy Quest. What is Galaxy Quest? Well, if you, if you don't know, well, this is what Catherine said about it. Galaxy Quest. The alumni cast of a space opera television series have to play their roles as the real thing when an alien race needs their help. That's right. <laughs> She's very chipper this week. Yeah, she was. Um, this, this also happened, and I had to record it and play it for you because it was funny. Galaxy Quest. The alumni cast of a space opera. Blah, 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 blah. So. <laughs> space opera. So, yeah, so even Catherine makes mistakes. Oh, speaking of Catherine, Catherine was knighted. Not knighted. She was <laughs> ordained. She was ordained. <laughs> That'd be awesome if she was knighted. She was ordained this week, so we want to give some, some, some congratulations her way. So, Reverend Catherine will now be... Wow. Will now be uh, Right, delivering the lines for us. So thank you, Reverend Catherine. Um, and I told her um, that I was going to be doing this, and she laughed and said, whatever. Um, so there you go. So Galaxy Quest. So that is what it is. It's, a, uh, it's basically kind of poking fun at the fact that, that, that the Star Trek universe is this, is this show that ended a little early, like Galaxy Quest, and, yeah. and then that the cast is kind of forced to spend the eternity um, at, <laughs> at shopping malls and doing conventions and opening hardware stores. Um, uh, though Technology unlike, stores. Uh, technology stores, yeah. Uh, though unlike in this movie, uh, in the Star Trek world, they are able to then produce six more movies uh, and to continue to actually have careers um, within the universe, Star Trek universe. Um but there's a lot of parallels with the film and and Star Trek itself. And I, when I watched this the first time, and I'll, Chad, I'll get to that, that my point that that the thing in a, in, a, in a minute. I um your 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 Bart, I mean, uh, I, I I had no um, <laughs> really connection that this was that thing that it was kind of a wink and a nod to Star Trek. I didn't really get that. I just thought it was just kind of a funny sci-fi film. It wasn't really until kind of recently where I realized that that's what it was until this viewing where I realized how much of an homage it is or, or whatever. <laughs> so, Chad, when was the last time you'd seen this movie um, before, obviously, the viewing for this? Um, what do you think? First impressions. Uh, my fir- the, the first time I saw this movie, you know, 15 years ago, um, or whenever it came out. Yeah, two thousand. Well, it says nineteen ninety nine, but I thought it was aired in two thousand. But it doesn't matter. I I want to say two thousand. Yeah. Um, I don't think I went and saw it in the theater, but I may I may have uh, rented it on the VHS. Okay, December twenty fifth, nineteen ninety nine. Anyway, sorry. Oh well. <laughs> A date. I know I didn't lives. go and see it in the theater. <laughs> but uh, oh. I may have I may have VHS it at one point in time. But. Uh, um, I I found I found the connection very, uh, pre- if I remember correctly, I made the connection pretty pretty quickly. Right. Um, but um, it wasn't until recently I was, uh, it really it really like you said really sunk in. But uh, I think the first time I saw it, I, I really enjoyed it, and and the second time it was kind of like, eh, okay, I'll buy it. Uh, the third, fourth, and fifth time I've seen it, it, it really doesn't hold up that far. Um, but I, 
I mean, for this viewing, I kind of, I got, I'm not going to lie. I got a little bored watching okay. it. Um, just because maybe, maybe it's because I've seen it so many times, but you know, um, Tim Allen, he's, he's always hilarious and, and, you know, watching him, you know, run around the, you know, the first instance when they're on the spaceship and, and they bring the crew up there and he's like, getting his, Hey guys, you want to see the ship? Let's go. And you know, he's, he's really, I, I think he's, I think he's hilarious, but okay, that's my two cents. Good. I'm glad you gave it to us. Uh, Andrew. <laughs> Hope it didn't overcharge. Yeah. I kind of along the same lines with Chad. I saw this maybe 10 or 12 years ago, whatever, whenever it, uh, I guess I was in high school, uh, I know Sam was probably uh, that was celebrating his 30th birthday, but I was still in high school, and uh, I watched it, I went, I think, with a, a group of friends to see it in the theaters, and really because it was nothing else that I wanted to watch at that time, uh, or nothing else that was available for us to watch, because we were not old enough to go see rated R movies, um, which apparently this one was going to be, I don't know. Right. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, yeah, it was fun then, and it, it's still, I still got a few laughs out of it. Um, but it, we saw it, my wife and I saw it come on Netflix, and she pulled it up and was watching it one day. And I thought, you know, I need to watch that again. So uh, that's about the time when you guys said, hey, we're doing Galaxy Quest. So I went ahead and watched it. Okay, uh, Sam. Uh, well, I've, I haven't seen this since I was in probably college about the same time you guys were, you know, getting weaned off the bottle, I guess. <laughs> but um, ah, he's finally, finally admitted to it. <laughs> it's either that, I, either that, or he's calling us all that we're all so young that he's yeah, actually you whippersnappers. Yeah, he's calling you know. us babies, is what he's saying. Yeah, my what was uh, it? my my wisdom uh, far exceeds your your youth and inexperience. Something right? like that. Um, anyway, I'm probably going to get email for Reagan fans on that one. Um, <laughs> the one. Because I remember that, folks. Anyway. Because uh, you I... voted for Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, old uh, When he was running for governor in California, right? Oh, nice, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, Mr. The... Gorbachev, tear down this wall. He wrote that for him, right? I mean, it's, you were uh, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I poured the concrete for that wall. So. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> so you're a communist. Great. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, um, but uh, I've always really loved this movie. Um, if, you know, a, a lot of people can be split in between two factions. You either love Star Wars or you love Star Trek. There's very few that are are kind of in between. I think, Opie, you're one of them, where you can enjoy both worlds. I, I think there are more but, of us than you realize, but it does feel that way, right? It does kind of yeah, feel Yeah, sometimes, like, certainly. Like you can, and, I mean, I literally have my Return of the Jedi poster next to my Star Trek 09 poster next to each other. I mean, like... Yeah. You know, so... And, and you know, before the new Star Trek movies came out, I was not a Star Trek fan. It just wasn't, wasn't my thing, sure. and... I was certainly one of those folks that would made made fun of the Trekkies, and uh, you know you could almost argue these new Star Trek films were more Star Wars than than Star Trek anyway. And we did argue that point when we did Into Darkness. <laughs> yeah, um, so I enjoyed this movie number one because it makes fun of the Star Trek world, and not only the fans but. 
the people behind it. Um, you know, this is uh, Tim, uh, Tim yeah. Allen, right? Yes. All right. I almost said Tim Arnold. That's Tom Arnold. Anyway, Tim <laughs> Allen is he, he is William Shatner. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and acts like it. And it's, it's that that's just hilarious to me. But what the one thing this movie does really, really well is not only just make fun of this world, but it gives it a heart. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not making fun of the bad things of this world. It's just the little tropes and the, and the things that happen to the point that it, it, this movie has some heart to it. And it's surprising to say, um, you know, a parody like this can, can make, Star Trek fans possibly even like this movie that's making fun of Star Trek. Well, I, we used that phrase for this episode because it's, it's the easiest way to say that they're kind of making fun of it. But yeah, but it's not they're not being bullies. You know, you're not. This movie isn't the the mean movie that 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 gave the the Star Trek nerd the wedgie, poked his you know, broke his glasses, and then gave him a swirly like that's not what this movie is like this i want to see that movie this movie <laughs> is 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 laughing with the trek fans yeah you know yeah. like yeah. i think even the trek fans like appreciate the, the, this the film. Tre- the, the, seriously yeah. the trek fans uh, at the star trek convention in 2013 named this movie the seventh best trek film ever <laughs> made and there are 12 <laughs> trek movies yeah, yeah. You know, so Trek Trek fans actually really like this. In fact, later on during the trivia, I'll read uh, a quote from George Takei that actually has oh him. Oh, my. Yeah, it actually has him admiring the film. Um, uh, so does uh, so did um, Patrick Stewart, you know, and a lot of other Trek people yeah. because they were afraid that it was going to be, you know, that the, uh, uh, it was going to be mean. Like the, the yeah. point of the movie was to be mean about it, but it really wasn't. It it, it kind of shed some light on some yeah. of the behind the scenes because William Shatner was kind of an asshole. Yeah, um, he was the ego dude. You know, like he he was. You know, he was a he had some ego. Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever seen any of the original episode stuff, but about halfway through season one, going into season two, he started wearing this kind of weird green kind of. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a camisole kind of a thing. And it was because he was gaining weight and he didn't fit in his, his uniform very well anymore. It kind of showed his belly, so he wore that to kind of hide his belly. He was an ego dude, you know what I'm saying? So and and he and George Takei don't really like each other still. No, no. You know, like uh when George Takei announced that he, when he came out and got married, you know, William Shatner was not invited. Um <laughs> Everyone else was, but Bill, you know, Bill, he was kind of mean to, to George on, on, on set and things like that. So, um, so anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so, so, so what but, do you think there, Sean? Well, so I, I, I haven't sat down and actually watched this movie all the way through probably four or five, six years. I, I can't remember. I don't, I, I don't think I've done it since I've been married, truth be told. So it might've been, you know, closer to eight, nine, ten years. Um, but I watched this today, and I was I was for whatever reason I was just in it. This mood struck me at the perfect time, you know. <laughs> for some reason, I was, and maybe because Reservoir Dogs last week had was so devoid of joy, and I haven't watched anything that was fun. That this movie was just it was like the perfect medicine or the perfect storm of just slapstick and silly little bits. Because the stupid bits completely worked on me, and I had forgotten some of them. 
The part mm-hmm. when the the pilot who is he's the kid, he's scared to death, and he's scraping the ship on the side of the <laughs> space dock. I was losing it in my office today. I, was, I watched. I usually watch these on my lunch break at work. Hi, pilot. Hi, exactly. I mean, it might as well have been him. And, yeah. And I'm in there just giggling. And literally a couple of my students walk in and go, what are you watching? And I'm like, I'm watching <laughs> Galaxy Quest. And most of them have never even heard of it. And uh, <laughs> and just the whole movie, I'm just giggling like some idiot. Because for whatever reason, the, the those stupid things just, they worked on me today. So I liked it. I had a good time. Um, uh, do I think it holds up? Eh. It, there's some moments. I mean, the space CGI actually looks pretty good. Um, the little green alien things, you could tell it was 2000. Um, uh, kind of a lower budget film. You know, I mean, I know yeah. uh, when you have to kind of put things in. I always put things in perspective. I've done this a bunch of times in this movie or in this podcast. You know, there are, I would consider, little leaps and bounds throughout film technology. You know, films look like crap and then. And then uh, Star Star Wars comes out, and all of a sudden, everything before that looked terrible, right? And then so Star Wars sets the you know sets the bar pretty high, and then a couple of the Star Trek films come out, and the bars is still there, right? And then we just kind of <laughs> cruise through the '80s because I think Star Trek II, which came out right before Return of the Jedi, I would say that's on the same level of as far as practical effects and things like that. It's pretty close to the same level. It's still industrial light and magic, blah blah blah. Anyway. And then we just kind of cruise through the 80s, right? And then all of a sudden, we get a little bit of CGI and a little bit of stuff. And then Jurassic Park happens, right? And then we have this yep. huge leap. And all of a sudden, the bar is set so high. And then we cruise the rest of the 90s. And then The Matrix, right? 99, yep. mm-hmm. The Matrix happens. And we're like, and then we're all losing our minds over The Matrix, right? And then what was the thing in the mid-2000s? Because I would still say that I mean, I know that the the new Star Wars ones. Avatar. Came out. Well, Avatar was like was twenty. When was that? That wasn't two thousand. When was that? Like twenty ten, twenty eleven. Okay, so there was. What well, you think? There's one between. I was trying to think if there was anything between the Matrix and Avatar, and my brain is trying to tell me there is, but I can't think of anything. Lord of the Rings, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I would say because Lord of the Rings looked awesome, like the yeah. ends and everything. Yeah, I would say yeah. Well, that was. Oh one. Oh one, oh two, oh three, right? I believe so. Yeah, because we were all in college. Anyway, I was still in college. Yeah, you are. So I'm pilot. Anyway, so you know, what, so you know what I'm saying, right? So that so what I'm saying is, is that though this came out right like the same year as the Matrix, no, this can't. This isn't what the Matrix is. But the Matrix was a hundred million dollar movie, and this was a forty five million dollar movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, with all that being said, I had a good time with it. So <laughs> diving into um, uh, the, I, I want to hit some of the, you know, as I do, some of the cast and stuff. So the director, Dean Parasot. Parisot? I don't know. Parisot? Parisot. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, whatever. Um, he's done some things like some episodes of Justified. He did Red 2, which is kind of whatever. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, Red 1, I thought the first Red was good. Red Red yeah. 5, obviously, he's great too. But, um, I think they're both hilarious. <laughs> Uh, Red October. No, it's different. Um, Fantastic. Uh, Sun with Dick. I hear Red uh, Red Seven standing by. Red, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Fun with Dick and Jane. Okay. Uh, he did one episode of The Tick, the TV show. 
uh, the live action TV show. He obviously did Galaxy Quest. Uh, Galaxy Quest. He did Home Fries, uh, a bunch of shorts, uh, Northern Exposure, uh, and a bunch of other TV shows. So you know he's been a, he's done a bunch of, he's done a bunch of TV and stuff like that. But but th- doesn't this movie kind of feel like just a two hour long episode of something? Kind of. I don't know. Actually, I think it, it feels like a Disney movie. It was almost. It a does Disney. kind of feel like a Disney movie. It was almost a Disney movie. Yeah. The, the original idea was Harold Ramis, Egon, was going to yeah. produce this kind of slapsticky Disney movie. And then when they cast Tim Allen, he said, I'm out. Because he wanted to get, um, like, his buddy, like, Bill Murray or somebody else, like, a, a, like a, a different kind of comedian. Can so, you see that, though? I can't see Bill Murray. I don't think it was Bill Murray. I think I'm telling you the wrong person. I'm trying to. No. Let me find that, that real quick because I want to make sure I, I, I say that right. Um, it was all right. Well, let's go to the break. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm still looking. Let's go back to Sean in the sound. Uh, okay, he wanted, he wanted Sean. Anyway, he wanted uh, Kevin Klein or Alec Baldwin. That's who he wanted. Uh, um, and then when Tim, the Kim, underwear maker, uh, yeah. Um, the the character that uh, Marty McFly is named after. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kevin Klein is what I meant to say, not Calvin. That's his brother. Yeah, Kevin Klein or Alec Baldwin. Isn't that, isn't that Macaulay Culkin's character in, in uh, not Full House, in uh, Home Alone? Kevin Klein? Kevin McAllister is his character. McAllister, okay. <laughs> he had a deli also. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you know look- who else was? Uh, Joe Pesci was in that movie, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so was John Candy, but but none of them were in this movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, I per- I personally think that that uh, Tom Arnold was a good. I mean, Tim Allen was a good. Talk about Tom Arnold. Tim Allen was a good choice for this. I, think I, I he was think... too. He 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 plays good ham. You know. He's, yeah. He's kind yeah. of a ham bone actor. But it's 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 the whole idea of the ego that he has, yeah. that he can pull that off without being too put offish. Yeah, Does that he, make sense? Yeah, he 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 feel yeah he comes off to me a little arrogant without being a complete douche. Yes, exactly. Because you don't because you don't hate the character. At least I don't. No. You know, like you just you're like uh, you kind of feel bad for the rest of the cast. You know, <laughs> for a little bit you're like you yeah. Know, but then but then you know anyway. Um, especially poor Mr. Rickman. Oh my gosh. Alan Rickman was my favorite. This this whole movie because he hates everything, right? (laughs) He hates everything about everything. His meal. And he wasn't an evil, evil character either. It was, you know, he's grumpy, but he was never evil. So I don't, so he's kind of playing the Spock archetype, right? Yeah. But I don't. I, the antithesis to yeah, because I never got uh, you know obviously Spock Tim Allen. you know Sp- <laughs> I don't know why you have such issues with this. This is hilarious. <laughs> you know obviously Spock has the hand thing and live long and prosper, and he's been yeah. doing that for you know for six you know for almost fifty years now. Um, he's got to get tired of it though. You think maybe maybe not because I, I follow him on Twitter and all of his tweets end with L L A P. So I huh. think either one of two things has happened. Either he just got to the point where he realized he's never going to escape it, so he just <laughs> he just embraced it, or yeah. he just realized that 
I might as well do this or I'm going to be hounded forever. I guess that's basically the same thing. But um, I, I think he just... I think he just got to a point where he like, you know what? This is actually great. This is actually a great thing because of the fans and 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 how we can actually do good in the world through these people and blah blah blah, right? So yeah. So I never. Well, really... here, here's a fun game. What other characters would would have anagrams at the end of their like uh, of sayings that stick with them forever? Oh right, right, what right. What would right. it be? Oh, so Dan- Daniel Radcliffe. Well, he doesn't have a saying, does he? I mean, he's just well, the, the boy that lived. That's what I would think. Yeah, TB. Uh, it's the boy who lived, isn't it? Oh, the boy. TBWL. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Um, well, Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark Hamill. May the force be with you. I mean, I'm yeah. sure he, he's had that for forever. Um, yeah. uh, and they're probably. I'm trying to think of some other ones like. Yeah. Um, uh, of, that, <laughs> of that kind of thing too. I, I don't know. Maybe typecast stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, and and that's fair to say. I mean, because Leonard Nimoy. I mean, th- that cast of the original Star Trek. They were. They had all done some acting, but that's what they were. You know, they were. They were Star Trek, and then yeah. they retired Star Trek. You know, and and yeah, William Shatner's gone on to do uh, stuff. My dad says, and he's done some other little sitcom commercials commercials and things like that but he's known for what he is for the star trek whereas the new cast chris pine you think of chris pine you might think of the jack ryan movie or prince charming and into the woods or that guy from the second uh movie with um catwoman what's her name um anne hathaway Holly Berry? no anne hathaway um <laughs> you, princess, Di- princess diaries too yeah anyway uh, you know, oh, like, was he in that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, was he was the love interest in that, and um, or Zoe Zaldana. You don't th- look at her and go, "Yep, that's her." You go, "That's Gamora," or "That's the blue chick." That's the it's the Avatar girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's a different world. You look at Zachary Quinto, go, "Hey, it's the guy from here." You know, Skylar from Heroes. Heroes. Yeah, I always remember him as Heroes. Right, and you look mm-hmm. at uh, Scotty and go, "Oh, look, it's Shaun of the Dead," and the co-writer of the new Star Trek Three. So. Uh, he's Simon Pegg has signed on to to co-write the movie, which is actually I'm actually super excited about. Um, anyway, I'm not thrilled with the director, but him hearing him anyway doesn't matter. That's not what this episode is about. This episode is about Galaxy Quest. Um. So yeah, sorry, I was <laughs> take I was, a breath there, Sean. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a little excited about this one, huh, buddy? <laughs> I, I well, I am, and I also got a lot of sleep last night, so I'm actually. Not not super tired as I can be at times. Um, mm. This movie was just open up a can of Tropicana because well, it was supposed to, yeah. right? And and I liked it because of that. You know, the leader is a douche. Well, we said he wasn't a douche. The leader is an egomaniac. You know, yeah. that's that's a trope. You know, um, and not just because he's poking fun at William Shatner, but it's also a trope within the film. Uh, another good one I wrote down was the guy who hates his job. So that's that's the Alan <laughs> yeah. Rickman guy, Alan right? Rickman. You know, <laughs> if I have to say that thing one more time, but I will say this: at the end of the movie, spoiler—well, not really spoiler—but one of the characters dies that becomes Alan Rickman's buddy, yeah. and he says the thing that he hates, and it, the way he says it was actually a great moment in the movie. Like it felt like a genuine moment, you know, mm-hmm. like. Like, you actually felt bad that this character he's now holding is dying in his arms. And he says the thing 
so that when this guy's dying wish is to hear the words, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was actually yeah. a really cool moment. And then Alan Rickman had what I call the Popeye moment, you know? Da, 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 da. Yeah. He, he, this is an actor who always pulled his punches cause they made fun of that earlier in the, in the, in the movie is, is ready to go take on some alien with a gun. And he does, you know, like, and he beats the crap out of him to the point that later on he's just like beating up, you know, aliens in the hallway. Like they have to pull him off as this guy as he's like karate chopping him. It was pretty funny. <laughs> um, and that headpiece, why he wore the headpiece all the time, we don't really know. <laughs> Did you? Now, I, my guess, my guess is that he, it was too hard to put on. It, the makeup was so hard to put on. That he just kept it on. It may be because he knew he had a gig the next day, so maybe he's just like at home because he's only at home, you know, eat, drinking a beer, talking to Sigourney Weaver with the thing on. <laughs> um, I don't know if Sigourney Weaver is supposed to be Uhura because, or Uhura, however you want to pronounce it, because she actually did things. So, like, you know, like Uhura didn't just repeat the computer. You know, she actually she answered well, the phone. and she and- answered the phone. I mean, yeah. The thing is, too, that's more for people like myself who never watched the series right. and knew a little bit about the movies. That character for me was the that character, you know, the one who just repeated the repeated what the computer was saying. Right. And so and that was one of the good things that the new Trek did was like, OK, we're going to take Uhura. We're going to make her kind of a badass who not only knows like a hundred different languages, but she can also kind of fight, which was yeah. really cool, you know. Uh-huh. Which I always, that was the thing that kind of bothered me. I'm going to take my small little Star Trek rant, but in Star Trek 6, they have to like fly into forbidden Klingon territory. And the Klingons are talking to her, and she doesn't speak the language. They're, they're looking, there's this gag. It's a bit, I and mean, I get that, that they're all trying to read books to translate. And I'm sitting there going, she's the communications officer. She should speak Klingon. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, if in when that movie was made, the Russian Empire had just collapsed. Soviet Union had just collapsed. But you mm-hmm. kind of have a feeling that on every major vessel in the ocean, like the aircraft carriers and your battleships and whatever, I would bet the communication officer probably spoke Russian. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if you were near, like you know, or if like you're, you're stationed near China, they probably have people on that boat that speak Chinese. Anyway, that was my own. Anyway, done rant. Um, uh, I, I did That's rant like, number two for those keeping score. Is it really? Number two? Oh, well. I did, oh my gosh. Um, this movie was uh, Rain Wilson's first movie. Yeah. <clears throat> did you notice when, when he I, I just I just there. saw that. You know who, we all know who he is, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Dwight from The Office. Yeah. And wow, okay. He was one of the aliens. Or Backstrom. He only had like, who? His new show, Backstrom. New, new show. Oh yeah, yeah, I actually want to watch that because he looks... It looks like House, but instead of... That's exactly what it is. Yeah, Doctor, he's investigating homicides, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he even looks like House. Like, he's unshaven, and he, he's an asshole. So, yeah, okay, I'll watch it. I liked House, for the most part. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was an alien. He had, like, one line. But as soon as I saw him, I was like, hey, that's the guy from The Thing. Yeah. <laughs> they also had Sam Rockwell before Sam Rockwell got cool. Um. He was hilarious, and I quote: "I captured a couple of his his things and it, his his lines, and uh, I, he was one of my favorite parts." I also loved Tony Shalhoub because oh, yeah. Tony Shalhoub <laughs> is supposed to be like nondescript race, you know, like because his character's name is Fred Kwan. 
so like is he is he asian or <laughs> you know because he even says in the show like because he says my name's fred kwan but it's not actually not that it's like something else and it sounds like almost hispanic so like you know like they're kind of making fun of the fact that they have people on the on the on the ship you know because obviously sulu was obviously asian but like mm-hmm. that was they're kind of making the kind of joking about that like they have all these different races on the on the ship but tony shalhoub's character could be any any number of people you know uh, i felt like his character changed a lot like when he first started I, I thought it was really funny and then halfway through the movie it was kind of uh i don't know it was like he just became dumb or something i don't, I don't know exactly how to describe it but i felt like his character changed it, it wasn't exactly the same maybe for like the first half of the movie and the last half i don't know well, there's obviously a kind of a definite change when he kind of falls in love with um, uh, uh, what's her face from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> because like he's all he's at the beginning of the movie, he's just deadpan everything, right? You know, yeah. come to the store and we have out of this world prices. Like he's you know, but he's the guy that that you know when they're flying through space is like. He's smiling and he's eating popcorn when they're getting ready to crash in the within the shuttle, and then you know, but then he gets like he's all terrified that he's gonna you know kill Tim Allen, and then the pretty girl comes in and then he saves the day, and then from that on, from that point on, he's just he's the boss, you know. He's like, like he knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. You know, it's just uh, I, I gotta capture a good line from him too. Um, I captured like eight or nine lines from this movie. There were some good ones. Um, too bad we'll never get to hear him. Um, okay. Um, and then we have <laughs> Enrico Calcioni as Malthazar. I, I love the aliens. I love the way that they, you know, like. They, they were pretty the design. Funny. Yeah, like they were awkward and they, they said things funny and they laughed funny. You know, like I, I liked that because because that's one thing that Star Trek does. It's just all aliens are humanoids and they all speak English. <laughs> and and we're supposed to go on the quote unquote faith to the fact that there are universal translators built into the ship, so when they talk, you hear the language that they're you know you hear English. Uh-huh. Uh, universal I love their, tran- universal translator. Kind of like the their, universal uh... remote. <laughs> Remotes from space. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> What were I you love the say? aliens' uh, Lloyd Christmas haircut that they all had. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, didn't, I hadn't thought about that, but that's hysterical. That would have been great if one of them said something like, I like it a lot. <laughs> that's kind of how they talked. That would have been great. We, we, are happy, we are happy to meet you. Right. Please uh, save us. And then you have Justin Long in his film debut as King of the Nerds. Um, did you guys notice this is 99, right? So those computers that they were using, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. 99. Did we have the ability to do web chat and search the internet at the same time? Like, I wondered that too. He pulled that guy up and their audio and video was smooth as heck. I'm like, is he walking yeah. like a T2 line or something? I mean, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I mean, in 99, I mean, we were, we were running a, uh, an Apple 3600. What would, what would we have? It was a Performa series. You know, we had AOL 6. I mean, uh-huh. so I don't. What do I know about that kind of stuff? Um, <coughs> anyway, yeah, it is 
Um, uh, yeah, so you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and play this thing right here. Commander. Excuse me. I must speak to you. It is a matter of supreme importance. We are Thermians from the Klaatu Nebula. And we need your help. <laughs> That's right. Um, oh, I also <laughs> captured this because I like. Uh, I just thought this was, was uh, hammy and silly and cheesy. And finally, my, my fellow Questerians, the brave commander of the NSEA protector, Peter, 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 Peter. Quincy, 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 Quincy. Tiger, 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 Tiger. Jason! Yes, <laughs> I like how they're all just staring at him like he's some jerk because he gives he gave he gave the commander like this great intro. I just cracked me up. <laughs> anyway, um, please tell me you got the 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 cute little creature where they're they're staring from behind the rocks. Did you get that one? No. No. Uh, what, the, what, what, what 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 was I supposed to get? Hold on. It was a uh, you know could they be miners? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. of course they're miners. They look like they're three. Not miners. <laughs> miners. I don't follow you. No, I didn't get that one. Well, you know, from from behind that rock too, those those little creatures were looked like they were holding their dog hostage. Oh jeez. Okay. And and I was I was very concerned <laughs> that those little aliens were gonna start shooting their dog. Right. Did you, did you capture oh, that? Oh that would have been that would have been horrible. Right. Well yeah. fortunately they also too had the universal translator on and we were able to capture Yeah. If you kill my dog, I swear to God, I swear to God I'll get really mad. <laughs> How many times are we gonna play that before it gets old? <laughs> Dog was just trying that to was, get some water. That was for you, Corny. I know that, uh, yeah. that you'd want, want to include that. Oh <laughs> I don't think you understand. These boys killed my dog. Right. So, anyway. And then that one alien said, I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, I'll allow it. Right. From, from our, our favorite reverend right there. Right. Um, uh, How but, irreverent. Oh. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? So they, so they do the thing in in the movie that that you always want to say because every time they go on an away mission, it's always perfect gravity and it's always air and stuff. So Sam Rockwell screams out loud the thing that we all want to say in Star Trek, and <laughs> it's this: Hey, don't open that! It's an alien planet. Is there air? You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Tony Shalhoub sniffs. <laughs> Seems okay. I mean, he just, <laughs> but okay. he's got a point. I mean, he just, you know, he just, he just opened the door on an alien planet. You know, just yeah, that was hysterical. Sam Rockwell had some great moments. Um, and it was also convenient that the made-up element that they they used to power their ship is a real thing in the universe. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, like they they called it just a beryllium spirit. Beryllium, it, Chad, you're our science nerd. Is beryllium a thing? Is that a thing? Uh, let's go to the board. Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, you find that out because if it, I'll uh, if it, if I'm gonna step is a, over, I'm gonna step over here into the uh, soundproof booth and I'll look that up. <laughs> okay, because um, <laughs> uh, if this is a Central Africa moment, then fine. But I didn't think that that was a real thing because, like. In Star Trek, they have the dilithium crystals. You know, the ships are powered on dilithium, 
Which beryllium is a chemical element with the symbol BE and the atomic number four. Well, there you go. So it's a real thing, and apparently it comes in giant spheres just lying on the ground where miners can find them. Well, there you go. <laughs> so hashtag Central Africa. So that's what my kid was chewing on the other day. <laughs> well, there you go. I thought it was made up. Whatever. What do I know? Nothing, clearly. Nothing, yeah. Um... um I love how that. Yeah, that... uh, I'm sorry. the uh, The wiki page of this actually has uh, powers the uh, the protector. Really, for beryllium? <laughs> yes. Are you serious? That's hysterical. <laughs> or at least it will once I plug it in there. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the NTE thirty one fifty protector. That's right. That's hysterical. Um, I love how the the gag when he's scraping the ship against the wall and everyone's just <laughs> leaning, everybody's just leaning over, and he's just, and just the sound of that oh my scraping God. is just oh I laughed and they did, oh my gosh and they do that funny comical thing where because the the Family Guy does this a lot where it's not funny if you do it for a second you do it for like eleven <laughs> seconds you know it's not that he just scraped again for it wasn't just a you know, it just it went on for what felt like an eternity, and everyone's making this face, and the aliens are just like, "This must be how they, you know, fly." You know, we just let's just take off some paint. You know, it's just oh, it was hysterical. I love it. Um, um, I also like, <clears throat> excuse me, when they um, they said he said something about tape. He was talking about videotapes or something like that. Yeah, like, historical records. Yeah, but they they actually use the word tape. Like we we gave them the tapes or something, and I'm like, okay, DVDs were a thing in '99. Okay, guys, so let's just can we not pretend just, just discs or just videos? But anyway, um, so I I'm actually curious. I know Andrew and and Chad mentioned it that there were things you didn't like about this movie. What what were some of the things that really kind of struck you as? as hard to watch. Chad. Is Chad there? He's still Chad's in the soundproof booth. <laughs> still, yeah. Um, He's picking know. the beryllium up off the floor. I, I am getting the beryllium <laughs> off the floor. Um, I don't know. I think it was just the... I, I really can't put my finger on it. Was it kind of like the Saturday morning special feel to some of it, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Because it, 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 I don't know. I, I really do, I really can't really, I don't, I don't have an answer for you. No, that's okay. Yeah. It's, My biggest problem It's a good thing was, this is a talk show that we have to talk about things. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Sean. <laughs> Suck it. Andrew, what were you going to say? My biggest problem was the uh, the pig monster with the scrotums all over his face. Kind of... I don't. But that, I don't. I don't. I don't see the issue there. That that seems something like would happen in Star Trek, where they have to fight some stupid pig lizard. Uh, no, but but seriously, I, I get annoyed watching some actors, and Justin Long is one of those actors that I just I want to punch him in the face when I you see him. You didn't see him and want to buy a Mac. Uh, no, 
<laughs> I, he's always gotten on my nerves to, in those commercials, in Dodgeball. I mean, I love the movie Dodgeball. I think it's hilarious. But I, every movie he's in, I want to punch him in the face. Oh, I, I, I've not. I've only seen a handful of his movies. Um, one of them being the fourth Die Hard movie, and Bruce Willis wants to punch him in the face the whole time too. So he, you're not alone. <laughs> Um, so that was it, just just a long character. Well, is it is it kind of like the hatred that Sean has towards uh, Ben Affleck? Not Affleck, Ben Kingsley, Ben Stiller. Oh, I'm like, those are two great actors. Like, what are you <laughs> what are you doing here? But Ben Stiller, right? You want yeah, to punch I guess Ben so. Stiller? Yeah. Do what did you say, Chad? Yeah, Ben Stiller is the one that you want to punch in the face. Uh, I don't want to cause him bodily harm. I just don't want to watch his I- movies. I'm pretty sure you mentioned bodily harm. I'm pretty sure you have. Well, you the restraint order specifically mentioned. You can't prove it. <laughs> oh, I think we can. We've got it on tape somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's on tape. It looks fun in the tape. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> historical documents. That, that's okay. We still say that this is a good film, but it's on. You know, it's digital, or whatever. But it doesn't matter. Um, it, it's, that's, that's the thing. Those are things that we'll say for forever. You know, like. I mean, Declan might not ever, you know, or Lucy, whatever, you know, they, they probably won't grow up saying, hey, dad, you know, put down the video camera, you know, thing, you know they might not ever say things like that, but who knows? And um, dad put on some pants. But I mean, like, <laughs> but like football players now who are like 18, 19, 20 going into the NFL still call it film study. They're not watching film, you know, they're watching video, they're watching files, video files, but they... They go. We're going to go down to the film room, you know. Anyway, so that might not be a thing that you know. What I'm saying like that might just be a thing that we always say. Who knows? Anyway, it's just an interesting, you know, part of our our zeitgeist, I guess. Whatever, just to say stuff that's no longer you know relevant. Britney's not Britney Spears. Who's a Taylor Swift? Just her record dropped. Well, is it on vinyl? Probably not. But anyway, who knows? Actually, vinyl's making a comeback. It doesn't matter. Pig lizard. Um, scrotum face pig lizard. Scrotum face pig lizard. Um, that's uh, <laughs> that's the name of Andrew's other cover band. Uh, <laughs> that's the Aerosmith cover band. That's the Aerosmith cover band. Scrotum face pig lizard. Yeah, yeah, man, I like that one. I like how he said, you know, give me the Omega Thirteen. He's like, sure, I'll put it in a box for you. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Does the Omega love- Thirteen sound kind of like an ointment? for that dry itchy red eye put on omega-13 yeah a little bit uh side effects include uh going back in time 13 seconds um yeah uh most of my notes actually are just um the, the the clips audio clips that i pulled so um speaking of pig lizard I heard some squealing or something. Oh, no, everything's fine. But the animal is inside out. (laughs) (laughs) Turned inside out? (laughs) And it exploded. (laughs) (laughs) See, how is that not hilarious? I mean, you know, Chad, Andrew, I think this is once again a case of where we picked a movie that is more fun with your pals to watch. Yeah, I only agree. You know, mm-hmm. like I had a ball in my office by myself watching this, but this is my kind of movie anyway. I mean, this movie's directed to me. You know, like that nerd Sean over there. You know, this is for him. Um, th- this was directed towards me and my kind, not redhead Sam. Um, <laughs> um, 
But no, anyway. because you're you're kind, you know. The treks and things, you know. So, yeah. anyway. <coughs> Excuse me. I didn't get to hit the cough button soon enough. Um, this By the way, that pig lizard was a Stan Winston pig lizard. Did you know that? A Stan Winston pig lizard. I don't know what that means. Same guy who did a lot of the effects for Jurassic Park. Oh, neat. That's cool. Of course you found a Jurassic Park connection, but I'm okay with that. because No, I would. <laughs> well, let's see if I can find a Star Trek reference in this movie. Um, hmm. Yeah, the, tri- the trivia section is that. So just, yeah. just so you know. Um, this happened. Open the eyes like in episode 22. It doesn't have any eyes, Tommy. You construct a weapon. Look around you. Can you form some sort of rudimentary lathe? A lathe? Get off the line, guy! Well, you're just gonna have to figure out what it wants. What is its motivation? Alan Rickman. <laughs> I like at the end of the movie when they've crashed and they're getting out, and the announcer guy goes. Give it up for... I forgot his name. Give it up for such and such. Yeah, give him a big hand. He's British. What? <laughs> Why does he need to be extra applause? Because he's British. I thought that was funny. Um, Tony Shalhoub being a badass. Sorry, was, the door's a little sticky. Did you see that? I'll get one of my boys up here with a can of WD-40. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I wonder how much of some of this was, was improvised and how much was actual script. I don't know. Because it does, a few moments have that feel, like that one there. Yeah, that doesn't seem like someone wrote that down. That just seemed like Tony Shalhoub's character is supposed to shut the door and suck the guys out and then say something clever. Yeah. Um, And that's that's what he came up with, which I thought was hilarious, you know, because he's like, because he, you know, he he kind of saved them for the moment. Um, And then later on, that scene, I don't know if it's his Popeye scene, but they're like, you know, guys, like, I'm going to go in there and shoot them all. And he's like, that's a suicide mission. He's like, that's okay. This is what I'm, I'm the, the guy that's supposed to die from the mission. He's like, what if you're the plucky sidekick? By the way, I got a cool idea. And he beams in the rock monster in there. I was hysterical. <laughs> I just thought that was great. Again, I don't know if that was like the, you know, the, a, a different kind of Popeye moment, but it was, it was Tony Shalhoub's kind of Popeye moment. Popeye moment. Um, and then uh, I thought this was kind of fun. Fail to realize that with your armor gone, my ship will tear through yours like tissue paper. And what you fail to realize is my ship is dragging mines. Right. Bad guy gets his uppance, comeuppance. Um, <laughs> and then that moment I, early, I mentioned earlier with um, where Alan Rickman is the guy on the, on the floor. I recorded it. I, I had to boost the game, obviously, to, to play it back. But it just... For some reason, it, it works. It just the, the moment worked on me, um, and I'm not saying I got emotional, but like like I actually like genuinely felt bad and sad and then angry and all these things. By Grabtha's hammer, by the sons of Warvan, you shall be avenged. And then the music gets real sad, and the guy dies, and then he gets that look in his eye, and he steps out in the hallway and beats the crap out of that alien green thing. I love it. Um, and then, you know, uh, I thought the end, you know, when they're saying goodbye, and Sigourney Weaver blew that dude a kiss. I thought that was awkward um, <laughs> weird. Um, and then 
I this part this is the only part I didn't like of the movie. I know that the movie again is kind of poking fun at the you know cheesy TV, right? But I hate when TV shows, whether real or make believe, do the thing where they see the camera and then smile at the intro. And at the end when they're like they're in the new version of Galaxy Quest and they look at the camera and smile, I hate that. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. You just don't. You just don't like eye contact. It's not. That, stop it. <laughs> it just. Hey, that's like you've already you've thing. already lost your soul. You know, it's it's. <laughs> you don't want people getting anything else, so just avoid complete eye contact with Sean there. I I swear by my pretty little bonnet, I will end you. <laughs> um. I no because it makes because it makes it feel like it's a sitcom. And that's not yeah. what you know. What I'm saying that's not what Galaxy Quest is, and that's not what Star Trek is. It's not. It's not a sitcom. You know, like you could not take Star Trek: The Next Generation seriously if they had introduced the cast like that. If Picard stands up and goes engage, and then looks at the camera and salutes, you know, like winks, sir. Yeah, like, you could not take that show seriously, and no one would like it. You know, like if Data you know, does something awkward and then looks at the camera and then, you know, you know, know, that's illogical or something like that wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like the, so anyway, for whatever reason, I really hated that part of the movie. Um, but whatever, um, tropes, uh, overhears things he shouldn't, um, that actually happened to William Shatner. Um, that's kind of, uh, in 66 or 67, it was kind of a, a epiphany moment for him that he was an asshole to the, to the rest of the cast. Um, (laughs) It didn't really fix him, but but uh, he didn't know it at the time. And then all of a sudden, he was like, "Oh, I'm in a bathroom." And he, over- I don't think it was a bathroom, but it's just kind of the same thing. Uh, fake fight to full bad guys trope. I don't know. I don't know what you would call it other than that. You know that. Yeah. You know that I'm going to pretend to fight you so the bad guy watches me instead of me just. Oh, you're fighting! Now I'm going to kill both of you now because you're distracted. Um, of course they get. Oh, <laughs> of course they get just alone to play a nerd. That's not a trope. But <laughs> somehow that ended up there. Um, bad guy is so bad he's willing to let his own men die just to kill the bat, just to kill his enemy. Uh, and then of course the Popeye moment. There you go. Um, cool. There. So trivia. Before we get to trivia, this uh, episode was obviously uh, also um, sponsored by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download uh, at audibletrial.com/slash. No, that's not right. Yeah. AudibleTrial.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. With over 150,000 titles to choose from, uh, go get you a good sci-fi movie or book. You know, uh, anything by Orson Scott Carr or uh, Card or Orson Welles or any other um, yeah. good good stuff like that. Go, and go, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> go stick that in your ear holes and enjoy. All right. Trivia. <laughs> Sam Rockwell based his portrayal of Bill Paxton, based his performance on Bill Paxton's performance in Aliens. In particular, his hysterical hysterical fear of being killed and his mental breakdown upon seeing a motion (laughs) detector that shows the enemy closing in on them. So if you've seen Aliens and he's always going, game over, man. There you go. That's it. Thought that was great. Uh, Let's see. Bill Paxton is different than Bill Pullman. Yeah, Bill Pullman was the president of the United States. Bill Paxton mm. ran away from tornadoes. Bill Paxton, I cannot stand. Okay. And uh, there are very few movies I can actually stand him in. Fair enough. 
Um, but that's an argument for another night. This was, I thought, just really cool. This film was the one of the earliest to have its own internet domain and website, galaxyquest.com, now available only via Wayback Archive. However, instead of being a polished part of the film's marketing campaign, the site, in keeping with the film's fandom theme, was deliberately designed to look like a fan page with screen <laughs> captures and poor HTML coding. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. That's just that's so clever that that Did you look at it by the way today? I, no, I haven't. I should have. Yeah, it's kind of it's neat. It's definitely 90s website. That's, I I have to check it out. It's really cool. Yeah. Um just after the crew arrives via the pods, the theremins appear. Theremins? That's the instrument yeah. that you play with no That's hands. an instrument. Uh-huh. They're um main. Yeah, I guess that is right. Anyway, the instrument uh without their appearance generators when the captain says who wants a tour uh sigourney weaver did not know that guy was gonna scream in terror so when he (laughs) does her reaction is genuine because she actually jumps (laughs) so i thought that was great um when the crew are eating aboard the ship they are told that the food has been prepared based on their regional cuisine the commander comments that the steak tastes like Iowa beef. This seems like a subtle, not really subtle to me, but whatever, a um, smack in the face reference to the fact that Captain Kirk is from Iowa. The Rock Monster tribute is to William Shatner, who desperately wanted to put Rock Monsters in the climax of Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, but had to be cut out of the script because of budget reasons. Cause is that 19- the one where they go looking for a god? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you've seen that t- terrible film, um, yeah, that one is there's terrible. A, there's a scene where they're, they literally fight rock monsters, and they had like six foot five dudes wearing rock monster costumes, and it looked terrible. So they just <laughs> they, they scrapped the scene because it looked so bad. If they would have had the CGI that they had in 2000, they would have had those types. That's why they had that rock monster. That's literally what they were supposed to do: is fight those types of things. Anyway. Um, there are also a couple of references to Star Trek uh, Arena, uh, particularly the suggestion to have to build a weapon during Jason's encounter with the rock monster. The, <laughs> SN, the SNSEA protector serial number is NTE3120. NTE is short for Not the Enterprise. Uh, uh, I love the way the ship was designed, by the way. Uh-huh. Of course you did. That's you know, a cool-looking ship. You know why? Because the why? ship was designed after a Star Trek com badge. Then oh. sure, right? But you know, like when it when it floats, like when it's kind of floating off in space after the engines die, you can kind of see it. Like, oh, that looks like the communicator that they wear on their shirts that they touch, and they you know, you know, that makes a noise. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, thought they uh, never mind. What? I don't know enough about Star Trek to be dangerous. I thought they had like a little cell phone looking thing. The original stuff did. That was the, oh, okay. That was the next okay. generation because they they didn't want to have to carry props. Oh, okay. That's what it was. It was they. they it's too heavy them, for them. Basically, um, anyway, they did, and their suits. They're they're actually most of their their um their their costumes didn't have pockets either. Anyway, the evil warlord Saris uh, was named for the film critic Andrew Saris, who once trashed producer Mark Johnson's the movie The Natural, which is a good movie. So that guy is sucks. that the baseball movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's not a good movie. It is a good movie. You just it's think too it's long. slow. Blah, Mu- blah, blah. The music is wonderful. Let oh, me give. Yeah, yeah I, I could listen to that all day. But it, the movie itself is slow. It's a long movie. It's not slow. 
Cerus's metal eye patch mimics worn uh, mimics the one worn by General Chang, Christopher Plummer, in Star Trek VI: Undiscovered Country, where it's bolted to his face. Harold Ramis wanted. I already said that one. Um, and then I mentioned earlier that some some that the, that the actual Star Trek people generally like this movie. Quote. Yes. I think it is a chillingly realistic documentary. The details in it, I recognize every one of them. It is a powerful piece of documentary filmmaking. I what? do believe that when we get kidnapped by aliens, it's going to be the genuine, true Star Trek fan who will save the day. I was rolling in the aisles. The star, the, uh, the, uh, Tim Allen had that Shatner-esque swagger down pat, and I roared when the shirt came off, and co-star Sigourney Weaver rolled her eyes and said, there goes the shirt again. How often <laughs> did we hear that on set? <laughs> Laughed George Sakai. So, oh my, oh my, oh my. So there you go. Um, soundtrack gate grade. I gave this a CBE, cheesy but epic. <laughs> you know, it yeah, it's not too bad. It had a it had a, a certain spaceship kind of uh, space opera kind of feel, but it was damn cheesy. It was, <laughs> um, and it and it was done by a dude that we know, uh, and has and has done some fine movie making. And I, I wrote his name down, but I, I uh, David Newman. And oh wow! He, and if you're like David Newman, David Newman, where do I know? Doesn't that? he make this the the salad dressings? <laughs> uh, no. Oh. Um, no, that's Randy Newman. That's, no, that's not Randy Newman either. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it's it Bob the... Newman? <laughs> no, but it is Newman. Newman. <laughs> now you got me curious. It's Paul Newman. Paul Newman. No, Paul Newman's an actor. What's wrong with you people? Yeah. He, is Paul actually, Newman is also is, the guy who he owns who makes the, the salad dressing. Yeah. He didn't make it, but he owned the company. Yeah. Is it really? Paul yeah. Yeah, it's Paul Newman. The That's actor. His face. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the old car and cars. <laughs> I'm a salad dressing aficionado. Really? <laughs> I collect. Uh, but David Newman did not do <laughs> salad dressing, but he did do such films as, um, um, I'm going to scroll down to the bottom here, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Little Monsters, uh, uh, wow. uh, DuckTales the Movie, okay, um, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, The Mighty Ducks, The Sandlot, Coneheads, Up in the Air, The Flintstones, The Cowboy Way. The Phantom, Ugh. out to sea. The Phantom knows. Bowfinger, Galaxy Quest, obviously. The Nutty Professor Two, The Nutty Professor One, uh, Hundred and One and Hundred and Two Dalmatians. All this to me to get to the point where he wrote Serenity. Oh, did he? He did the music for Serenity. Cool. So, so is he a weed? Was he, does Weed didn't use him a lot, or no? Uh, no. Budget wise, budget wise, it was probably it was him or you know a keyboard in a dark room. Well, because Alan, Alan Silvestri did Avengers, um, and we know we know him from such films as Back to the Future and other things like that. So right, so the soundtrack was fine. I I liked it. It was yeah. fine. I um, wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, unless I, unless we I went through our website. I don't think I would buy it. I wouldn't buy it either. Um, yeah. No, I wouldn't buy it either. Um, but if you'd like to, you always definitely. But yeah, you, you, if invited else, to use our our website too. If, to, if uh, someone else loved the hell out of it, then go for it. All right. 
That's right. That that sound means it's time for our top three. Uh, top three. Top three. So uh, our top three, we actually kind of struggled with this because we just <laughs> did a, uh, a, a sci-fi movie, uh, a space movie a couple weeks ago in Star Crash. Though Star Crash was... Uh, a good movie? So, stop it. <laughs> Star Crash was supposed to be a good, a good movie, movie. And, and failed utterly, whereas... Um, uh, this movie was supposed to be a good what, movie, but well, yeah, but I think it is a good movie, but, um, farcical. It, yeah. It was supposed yeah. to be that. So, but not to the point of space ball. Right. No, no, no. It's not. You bastards. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> God, that, that's not a yet. sexy voice. I'm not sure that. what just happened there. <laughs> um, anyway, that okay. Was, that was fun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, now you're totally lost your I'm train of thought. Totally lost. Where are we? Top Nowhere. three. Top three. So we decided to do. Sorry, we decided to do um, space movies that you probably haven't seen, um, for good or bad. That that means that you either never heard of it for good reason or not. So um, most of us had struggles struggled with this. So we might not get three movies. I don't know. <laughs> Um, oh, I got three. So obviously, Star Wars, Star Trek, Serenity doesn't count because everyone yeah. has seen those. Well, not everyone's seen Serenity, but um, unfortunately, they should. They in, should. In fact, should. when I watched Serenity yeah. for the first time, I was like, oh, "Very this... best." What? What? Um, no, I'm kind of with Chad. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> what did you say, Galaxy Quest? No. What? No, I said fair at best. Serenity? Yeah, fair at best. Oh, you suck. <laughs> uh, I'm with Chad on this. I, I have a confession. I, the first time I watched, I know you guys love this, so I haven't said anything about it. But the first time I watched Serenity, I I watched the first half of it, and I was like, I can't take this. I'm turning it off. And I literally turned it off halfway through. And then I went back and watched the last half, and I was like, God, the last half is really good. But the first half, I didn't like it all. I was I just I messing just, with you. I know I just broke your heart a little bit, but... <laughs> Sean is crying. (laughs) Little tears. I mean, because Serenity is literally my favorite movie of all time. I know. That's why I haven't said it. I know. That's why I I said it. Uh, (laughs) Chad was just messing with you. I'm I'm just messing with you. I like the film. I know you did because we forced you to watch it and you had a good time. Um, I like the last half of it, though. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Chad, we've had to force you to watch several films, I think. Right? Yeah. Serenity yeah. and then uh Stardust. Stardust. Yeah. Chad, you liked you liked the hell out of Firefly though. I really did like Firefly. Have you seen Andrew, have you seen any of Firefly? I have not. No. Right. That that needs to be your next course of action. Okay. Is it on is it on Netflix? I think I it think is. it is, yeah. You need to just don't I mean you can binge watch it if you want, but you need to watch Firefly. Because then that makes Serenity way better. Because I, I was I had not ever heard of Firefly, and a roommate of mine in college, uh, Jamie, was like, "Hey, here's this movie called Serenity. You should check it out." And I watched it. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is brilliant!" And I love the way they talk, and I and I love everything about it. And then and then he's like, "There's a TV show called Firefly," and so I immediately bought all of them, and then have have since watched each episode at least six times. Um, uh, not not. <laughs> Not each episode, because uh, there's a girl, uh, 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 one of my students is, is watching them with me. Um, we haven't watched like, the last three episodes. It doesn't matter. 
Top three. <laughs> do, I need to play, do I need to play the clip again? Um, Chad, <laughs> your top three movies that no one that most people probably haven't seen go. Um, I'm gonna go with the black hole. Disney's the black hole. Oh, that's such a good black one. Black hole. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, it's oh, me either. All right, real quick, Chad, before you go. You know, in Spaceballs, we just referenced this. You know how the ship is really long, and that's kind of the joke. It's because it's so painfully long. That <laughs> that that is that steals from the intro of the black hole, because the black hole ship is so painfully long that that intro goes on for what feels like forever, and that's huh. that's part of the, the the gag. All right, continue, Jack. Is it supposed to be a funny thing? In the, the, in the black the, hole? No, not in the black no. hole. Oh, okay. They're making fun of it in in the Spaceballs, in Spaceballs. because it's because it. It takes, it probably takes three full minutes of screen time to to intro the ship, which is a long time. Yeah, it's a big ship. It is a big ship. Continue, Chad. I'm sorry. But anyway, uh, probably the, the most beautiful movie you've never seen, Sunshine. Uh, I have seen it. That's got, <laughs> is that that's not Sam Rockwell, is it? He was in Moon. no. He was in Moon. Sunshine. No, this is this is uh, Scarecrow from. Batman right. begins. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's his face? Chad, okay. I finally sat. I finally sat down to watch that thing. Sunshine. Yeah. And I, I sat my number two. <laughs> oh, did you like and, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hated it. It's interesting. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> okay. You didn't like it, John? No, I didn't at all. Really? Not one bit. I, lo- I don't know. I like the it. Brothers Blankenships made me sit down and watch it. I think they made me watch it too. They didn't. Well, they. You know. There was a veiled threat that I must watch it or something like that. All right, what else you got? Yeah, and then my uh, my number one is uh, a film that we all know and love, but very few people have actually seen. Two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. I've seen that also. That is good. <laughs> I I've don't not like seen, that film. I've not seen the sequel. Two thousand ten. Yeah. I've not seen the sequel either. But two thousand one though, it's, it's good. Stanley. I have Kubrick. a hard time with Kubrick films. I just, mm-hmm. I'm, I guess I'm not smart enough. I think I think everyone has a hard time with them. I think that's kind of the point. Yeah. All right, those are good, Andrew. I know you were like five minutes before this show. Did you have a chance to compile a list? Yeah, I got I got some things, right. but mine are probably popular enough to where several people have seen them. But this is my list. Uh, <laughs> I have a couple of honorable mentions. Space Cowboys, I really enjoyed. <laughs> right. Is that uh, the Clint Eastwood? Yeah, yeah. all the old Fox okay. go into yeah. space. Um, I, was, okay. I like that. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad. And then uh, my number three, Earth Girls Are Easy. <laughs> okay. My mom used to watch it all the time, and I said, I don't have to do with her. Uh, number two, <laughs> most people have seen this, but I, I like it, Mars Attacks. That movie is like terrible. It. Oh, it is terrible. It's horrible. I do not like that one. It's yeah, fun to watch for me. It is terrible, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> and then uh, my number one, and again, probably people, especially if they watch Saturday Night Live, know this, Coneheads. Coneheads? So, yeah, I think most people actually probably seen Coneheads. They probably did, but uh, I'm sure there's something they haven't. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, um, what? 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 Sorry. Okay. I I was because I was I like because a couple of the ones that are on my list have been named, and so I'm like looking for I'm scouring the internet trying to find think of some different ones, and I typed in underrated space movies, and then this list popped up, and it's got movies that aren't in space. <laughs> so like timeline, Jurassic Park three, 
How was that on anyone's list for anything a other space than space movie? Are you sure it wasn't sci-fi? Well, yeah. Now that I'm reading it, actually says underrated sci-fi films of the 2000s. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so once you read it, it, you know, it becomes, you know, palatable where you can actually understand what it was supposed to say. Right. I was so confused. I'm like, <laughs> the day after tomorrow is not in space. Anyway, Sam? Yeah. Uh, my number three, and, and I went with, you know, it could be a space movie when it dealt with aliens or alien technology. Number three is Chronicle. Do you guys ever see that one? I didn't know they went to It was the, the found footage uh, superhero, supervillain film set in Seattle. Right, but I didn't the, think they the, went in space. Did they go in space? The thing they touch or the thing they, they that turns them into superheroes mm-hmm. is Alien. Oh. Uh, my That's number like two, of course, was... Spider-Man 3 is a, is a, is a space <laughs> movie because the venom comes from an asteroid. Yeah. Yeah. You could say that. You're only I would gonna, allow that. Only for this argument. Chad? Uh, overruled. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number two, of course, was sunshine. Uh, favorite moment is when the sunshine sunshine. burns them up on, on the ship. Um, that's just really cool. And then, uh, my number one, and I know you've never seen this, this OP, but I really love this movie. It's called Outlander. Mm-hmm. Uh, about a time traveling astronaut that goes back to the Viking days. Okay. And unfortunately, I believe it's a foreign film, so there's a lot of reading to do, which might be hard for you. But it is a pretty, pretty good you. film. <laughs> that, that's my trouble. And, and I, I didn't want to include it, but really, if you haven't seen the new uh, Interstellar, you got to go see it. I haven't. I do want to see it. And, and it's not going to be worth it on your TV at home. You have to see it on the big screen in IMAX because when – I don't think that's an the, option anymore, but yeah. I know when the organ starts up in the in the soundtrack, it's just it's almost uh, spiritual. I don't think uh, I don't with think, how it felt. I don't think Hans Zimmer got nominated for that soundtrack for Oscar, did he? Well, I mean, it's pretty much chords, so there wasn't a whole lot to yeah, it. But usually, the last but, like three that he came out with, he just got automatically nominated. Kind of like whenever John yeah. Williams produces anything, they just give him a <laughs> nomination because he's John Williams. Yeah. Okay. I love good organ music. Well, yeah. yeah, it's, it's yeah. really cool. Hey, by the way, uh, do you know what's better than roses on the piano? Two lips on your organ. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can we say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know if we can or not, but what, what it was said. The guy that I student taught with uh, shared oh. that with me. Oh, Lord. There goes our family rating. Yeah, yep. really. I got to put the explicit tag on this one. <laughs> Are you done, Sam? Yeah, I'm done. I got yeah, all mine. All right. How about you? What what you got, Sean? All right. My uh, my number three is a terrible movie. I think I've mentioned it before. It's called Space Hunter: The Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. <laughs> this is a terrible movie that I want to do for this podcast. It's not on the par of Star Crash, but it has Molly Ringwald's first movie. It's got oh, Ernie dear. Hudson in it, and it's got. Michael Ironsides is a cyborg. Um, I don't know who the hero is. It's a dumb 80s flick. You know, whatever. Maybe not for this podcast. Maybe just the four of us would just drink some beers and watch it. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if we could force any of our listeners to watch that after Star Crash. I think I owe them some good films for a little while. Um, number two is The Explorers. 
with um, a really, really young Ethan Hawke, like 12 yeah. years old Ethan Hawke. Explorers. And, uh, sounds familiar, but I don't... Had River Phoenix in it. Um, mm-hmm. anyway, that was on... Wasn't it on Netflix? Or uh, It was for a recently. while. I don't know if it's still there or not. If it is, it's actually a pretty good little... The concept is these three kids basically get the same dream and basically this dream allows them to create a spaceship and they go off into space and meet these aliens. Um, it's, it's a dis. I think it's Disney. It might be. I think it's mm-hmm. Disney. They basically, they literally turn an amusement park ride into a spaceship. It's kind of cool. And then my number one would be the last starfighter. Oh, uh, see, I almost thought of that one, but I thought everybody had seen that. Uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen okay. it. I own it. On, oh. I own it on Blu-ray. So, yeah, it's, it's it's a good one. It is a classic. It's kind of a cult thing, but there's probably, I mean... Every 80s kid wanted to be the last Starfighter. Uh, yeah. You know, after, if, you know, if you're playing Space Cowboys or whatever, and Han Solo and, and, and uh, Luke Skywalker were taken, then you would settle for the last Starfighter, yeah. yeah. Um, but that movie was, it was groundbreaking in its time, because it had... It was the, like one of the first movies to use predominantly CGI in its effects. Um, does do they hold up now? No, they look kind of really <laughs> they look real bad now, especially on Blu-ray. But that's okay. Different time, right, Chad? Oh yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Was a Is this time? I think I know that movie. I think maybe I have seen that. You probably watched it when I lived with you because I probably did watch it because. Um, Sean McDonald let me borrow his special edition DVD of it one time, and I know I forced a lot of people to watch it. I think maybe I did watch that with you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I got no clip from Angry Scotsman, so he's probably drunk somewhere. Um, so there you go. Uh, email. Right? We got email? Is it that time of the show? Uh, absolutely, it's that time of the show. Sure. All right, so we have, I actually have a couple emails this week. Um One's kind of a unique thing, and then another one's just your typical fan email, which is great. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, good, uh, yeah, a good friend of mine. His name's Kevin Hayes. <laughs> I love, that's so <laughs> awkward. Did you like how I had to quantify that? I, wow. I worked, I worked with Kevin on one movie together, uh, but we stayed friends throughout the years. Um, he was the camera assistant on the movie, and uh, uh, we, you know, it was it was a good time. It was a it was a month long thing. So anyway. Kevin uh, lives in um, Oregon, uh, Oregon, and is doing this really cool thing. He has started a business called Hayes and Sons Furniture, and he is bringing jobs to unemployed families. The idea is that uh, he is doing a he's kickstarting a new phase of their business with an online crowdsource funding site that will offer rewards to its backers. You know that's what Kickstarter does. Um, and the idea is that this is a um, this is a business that will help people who just need a, a short term job to help them get back on their feet. So um, I told him that I would help him out. I would just a little plug for him. So Kickstarter.com, search for Hayes and Sons Furniture. Dollar anything you can would be great. Um, he really he would really appreciate it. It's a great cause. Uh, he's helping families right now. It's it's a really cool thing. So check them out. It's a cool thing. Uh, so there you go, Kevin. Our other email is from our 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 first female listener, Jen. And our only, probably, still. Uh, uh, maybe. We probably run a few off, especially with Andrew's joke there. Oh, sorry. Um, I like tulips. I, 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 yeah. Speaking of okay. tulips, I just watched uh, 
while I was doing the dishes downstairs, I had uh, Netflix on. I watched the whole nine yards. Anyway, I, just, I think that's, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy the Tulip Tudeski, that's the tie-in. Hey, guys, sorry it's been a while. Sean sounds so sad when he doesn't get email, so I hope this cheers him up. Well, it does, Jen. I appreciate it. Still loving the podcast, but I think I'm going to pass on Star Crash. Well, Jen. Good choice. (laughs) You're lost. (laughs) I say don't watch the movie, but at least listen to the podcast or or check out the YouTube video. It's um, we have we had a good time. Um, I'm still loving what you all do, but I do have a few recommendations, as she always does, and I love. Okay, you guys are on a streak of movies that seems that everyone has watched. So how about choosing a few that you've never seen? Watch out for the. Uh, watch out for the continual sci-fi and action adventure that the podcasts that populate your list so far. So, you know, not this movie. Um, <clears throat> Chad, you need to talk more. You are the best part of the cast, and I don't yes. hear you enough. Dang it, Chad. Right? How do you get fans? Right? You say six that. words in a podcast, and yet you got someone here saying you're the best. So, I like to think of it as it's like a fine wine. <laughs> Actually, Jen, once you hear him talk more, it kind of you might, you might change your mind. <laughs> yeah, well, if you get maybe if Chad get drink some fine wine, then maybe we, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's um, not a bad idea. Maybe I'll start that next week. This is Sam. This is for you. Okay. Okay. Um, the best part of the podcast is when Chad, Corny, and Sam get Sean all riled up. I laugh so hard at times I can't breathe. So, at least someone Yay. else besides the three of you enjoy making me miserable. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, she she gives us a, here's an idea for a movie that you probably have never seen. Watch Lars von Tears Tires Tears Nymphomaniac. <laughs> All for it. Only, Let's do it. The only stipulation I'm putting is, it on the list the right now. The stipulation is that you have to watch it with your mom or a significant other. <laughs> Uh, Jen, no promises. Uh, I don't know if I want to watch that. Awesome. It's my wife. Um, I don't think I can watch that at work. That's for sure. Yeah, that's probably uh, not safe for work. Uh, What about a documentary? Would you be able to review those types of movies? Uh, It's been a while since you reviewed a good drama. Well, we did do Reservoir Dogs, so I think that was a good drama. Um, That was a drama? Uh, what, 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 I guess it was. What would you categorize it besides foul mouth and violence? Has it been on TNT? I'm sure it has. Um, I don't think it's been on TNT. You don't think there's a there's a I don't think a, it's been on TNT. Version? It's not a drama if it's not been on TNT. Well, Pulp Fiction was on TNT. They know drama. That's just yeah, they do no drama, and that's just as f bomby as Reservoir Dogs, and more violent. Truth be told. Anyway, keep up the good works, Jim. Um, as to your documentaries, um, probably not. Uh, that kind of I think it would be hard to review. Yeah, I, I, there's not a whole lot of uh, fun watching an inconvenient truth or anything like that. So, um, though I appreciate the idea, I probably not. And I just think that, uh, um, quite frankly, I just don't think it would be good radio. Um, uh, but, <laughs> but I appreciate you emailing as always. You're awesome. Thank you again, Jim, for the. For the email and the love, Chad, you got a you got a fan, so yeah, don't don't let her down. You need to say things. Watch as I will the try and say more. And takes his pebble to his lover. <laughs> what are you reading? 
<laughs> Sorry. Is that the is that the synopsis no. for Nymphomaniac? No, that was my shot at a documentary. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I, I tell you, I do love documentaries, though. I, I do, too. I, I, it's like I'm watching, and I all of a sudden realize that I'm learning, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nymphomaniac Volume 1. So there's two volumes of this thing. It's 117 minutes. It's not rated. Yeesh. A oh, self-diagnosed... Nymphomaniac recounts her erotic experiences to the man who saved her after a beating. Um, stars Charlotte Gat- Gattensburg. Uh, wait, is she the... No, she's not. Never mind. I was like, mm-hmm. she kind of looks like the Fifty Shades of Grey girl, but it's not. Um, Speaking of Nymphomaniac. Right. <laughs> uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Okay. Um, you would know him from, you know, the Avengers and Thor and things. I was about to say he's the scientist Bo- guy. Bootstrap Bill. Oh, oh. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf is in this. That's right. I remember that. Please tell me you guys saw that short video <laughs> yeah, of thank Shia you. LaBeouf. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was hilarious. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> you ready to get beaten by Shia LaBeouf? You chew off your leg because it's Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Christian Slater. He isn't dead. Shia surprise. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part was at the end where he's. Standing up, clapping, or, for, or you know, sitting down, clapping for this movie. Right. Yeah. Christian yeah. Slater, Uma Thurman. Uh, I don't know. So there's some bigger names in this. I don't know if I want to watch Shia LaBeouf have sex with people, though. You know, for an hour. Normal Tuesday night for Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> anyway, genuine cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> right. <laughs> I still think, and, and listeners, if you, you have no idea what I'm talking about, you desperately need to go our, to our Facebook page. Yeah, a, and I did put the link on there, right? You did. Okay, yeah, go go check that out. Yeah, absolutely. It's a brilliant, brilliant piece of stuff that we had nothing to do with, but we will take full credit for posting yes. it on our Facebook page. <laughs> so there you go. Is that it? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, out of ten, um, Chad, how many of- how many brilliant spheres would you give this? How many beryllium spheres? Uh, I'm going to give it probably 4.5. Dude. Right. I mean, ouch. IMDb gave it a 7.3. So, Chad. Well, I'm going to have to disagree with IMDb. Well, clearly. All right. Okay. Chad says, would you say a 4? 4.5. All right. Well, whatever. Everybody has their opinion. Andrew. Some are more valid than others. <laughs> well, not according to Jen. <laughs> Chad is more important than all of us. So. Andrew. I'm going to give this uh, six scrotum face pig monsters. Oh, yeah. I didn't give you one. Sorry. Well, thank you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't have come up with anything funnier than that anyway. Um, there you go. Uh, and Sam. I'm going to give this eight... Grantham Hammers out of 10. You Love know, it. when he was at the uh, the tech store, I almost thought he said Grandpa's Hammer. And Grandpa's. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so you said eight. Eight. Yeah, I like it. It's you, up there in my, my I, eyes. I'm with you right there, man. I say eight also. I I just had such a good time. You know, and maybe if I had a real bad week and I watched this and I was all grumpopotamus about it, maybe I wouldn't have liked it so much, but... This thing just caught me at the right time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, I'm, and I'm glad we actually did Reservoir Dogs between this and Star Crash. 
um, kind of, you know, like kind of cleanse our palate, so to speak. Yeah. Because, um, uh, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Well, yeah. So, what what was your rating? I said an eight as well. Eight as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. Right. So there you go. Um. What we, so what are we doing next week? Next week we are doing Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit. I wanted to kind of get a new movie. Have any of y'all seen that? Not yeah, yet. No. I heard I heard one no, and I think yeah, who, who what? Yeah, I've seen it. Andrew, you you've seen it, Sam? Yeah, I, I like. No, it. I haven't. And yeah. Chad? Never seen. It. Cool. This will be good. Yeah. I have seen it. I don't think Corny has, assuming he's able to join us next week. Uh, we Is also, this a hunt for Red October? Uh, it's the same, same guy. It's the same author. Okay. So it's it's a um it's a that's it's why a, it's so good. What's it called? It's a um who wrote that? Not Michael Crichton. It was the other guy. Danielle Steele. Tom Clancy. Danielle, Danielle Steele. Steele. <laughs> that was just on the top of your head. You can't say Tim Allen, but Danielle Steele just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> what are you reading, Sam? Really? Jeez. Is that, is, is that your bathroom material? Trashy love novel? Harlan's love that. Jeez. That I was, love it. That was weird. Oh, oh dear. Gosh. You know what? All I have to say is. Uh, do not like you. <laughs> Actually, what I meant to play was. Uh, well, I always knew you were. Whoopsie. That's what. I did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Danny Steele. Uh, you know, Jack. Yeah, Jack Ryan. So basically, what the idea of this was: this was supposed to reboot the franchise. You know, you had the four, the original four, right? You had Hunt for October, um, mm-hmm. starring the the beautiful Sean Connery, and then you had the two Harrison Ford films, Clear and Present Danger, and Patriot Games. And then you had some of all fears, Pierce. Some of all fears with fears. Um, what's his face? Uh, Batfleck. Ben Affleck. Bat, yeah, Batfleck. And then they decided they're going to do this new one, um, and have again against the Russians. But the thing is, is that us versus the Russians doesn't really work in 2014. You know. No. Um, but Kenneth, well, don't don't ruin the movie, movie for me. Here. Well, it's, it's got Kenneth Branagh in it. I just that's all I'm going to say. He's the uh, director. Slash guy, um, you would uh, he was uh, in Harry Potter too. He was the defensive against the dark arts in Harry Potter too. Uh, we also have coming up on the list some Gilderoy other... Lockhart. Yeah, him. Yeah, um, he was also wheelchair dude in Wild Wild West. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Gilderoy Lockhart. Uh, yes, uh, oddly <laughs> enough, this is the same character. No, um, but he did have some interesting facial hair. Uh, the week after that. Uh, the schedule says I Frankenstein. Interesting. Yeah. So you know the interviews up there now, and on Netflix. Yeah, I, I'd actually like to to add that because I obviously I have not seen it. I haven't. And either. there has been a lot of buzz, both good and bad, about this movie. Yeah. Um. A couple of my friends who have seen it said that it was one of the worst films they've ever seen, and these people oh. have seen like rubber. So. <laughs> um, it was better than rubber. I watched it the other day, but it wasn't wasn't all that great. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Oops. I didn't mean to do that. No. Stop. So yeah, I Frankenstein we got coming up. Maybe we'll stick that one on the list. Um, yeah. I don't know. Nymphomaniac. I, yeah. I guess that's gonna be on the list. I'm not watching that with Sarah. Um, <laughs> so. I don't know. She she mentioned watching it with your mother or your wife, right? Yeah, that's what she said, but. She's not going to get what she wants. Um, <laughs> Why not? Some, I mean, some we, other... made, we made a commitment to our listeners. I yes. Know, but we also watch Drinking Buddies. So, 
There you go. Um, Maybe it's just another torture, a way for for her to torture us. Torture us. That's because I believe she she did mention drinking buddies, if I remember that as well. Yeah, that's why I, said, I thought well, that was corny. Was no, that? no, we watched it because of her. So yes. Um, not that we keep harping on that. It was uh, we had a good time. Uh, we've got some other movies on the list, but uh, corny hasn't updated it in a little while. So we will get some. We'll get some more on there. I think we wanted to watch. Did we want to do Django? Yeah, that's on Netflix. Yeah, mm-hmm. we want to do that. So I'm putting. I need a long Saturday night to watch that one, though. That's a long movie. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll get some other stuff. If you have a request for us, just let us know, and we will we will add it onto the list. How we physically watch it, I think, is up to <laughs> is up to Individual. our discretion. But um, <laughs> we we promise we will do it eventually. I, I think we've actually been pretty good on on that, right? Of, of people requesting things and we doing it. So there you go. That's 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 enough because I've said way too much at this point. Um, thank you again for Andrew for filling in. Thanks, Andrew. Yes, thank you, Andrew, especially at the last minute. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, I'm in my boxer shorts, but hey, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'm glad your camera's on. Um, <laughs> thanks again for um. Thanks for Steve for giving us his intro and outro music. We really appreciate it. I think he's still on a cruise somewhere playing music. Uh, so life is rough for him. Leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We really love your reviews. Uh, and so, you know, write, write early and write often or something like that. Um, visit our website, cheapseatreviews.com, where you can see interesting pictures of us. Check out our old podcasts and um, help us out by going to, you know, audible.com or through iTunes. I'm serious. iTunes is great. You know, just I bought a tune the other day and then the, gave some money to the podcast. I don't know if that's weird. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CheapSeatCast, Facebook.com slash CheapSeatReviews. Please send us your emails, your requests, your anything, your rants to CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. And on behalf of Andrew, Chad, our missing compatriot Corny, and Sam, this is Sean saying goodnight. If you have to fight a giant rock monster, go for the eye. Uh,